0: This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats. I just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for the support of this podcast. If you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button and take a moment and fill out a review. It makes a whole lot of help in terms of growing and developing this podcast. Enjoy today's chat. Peace. Hey, this is Cameron with Coach's Corner Chats and on the podcast, I have Justin Furtado. Justin, where are you at and what are you up to?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Um, I appreciate being on. So I, my name is Justin Furtado. Like you said, I am a coach here in basketball coach here in Los Angeles, California. Currently we, I am coaching uh, Venice high school Frosch soft basketball team. And I'm also the founder of bridging impact. I'm training, you know, youth athletes and with basketball and leadership. So that's what I'm up to.
0: How did you come about making the connection between basketball and leadership and using those two to help one another? Yeah, a thousand percent. I
1: started with a, attending actually a campus called PGC Basketball. And for those that are listening, you know, whether they're coaches or you know maybe they're parents of kids and they are playing basketball, like it is by far the best like basketball experience I've ever been a part of. Um, and I, it's really what it taught me a lot about basketball and leadership, <clears throat> and a lot of bridging impact for me is bridging impact. How can I? bridge that impact that was made on me to the next generation of youth. And um, I will share, you know, just a quick little story from in between my junior and senior year, I attended PGC basketball, but fast or rewind a little bit. I was cut from the varsity team um, my junior year from basketball. And, you know, I was frustrated, but I got an opportunity to play JV. And so I got to stay around the game and I really wanted to make the varsity team. Like that was my goal. And so I was in a fortunate position where, you you know, my dad drove me down from Santa Barbara and I was way up in, uh, it's called Humboldt County in California. So It's about an eight hour drive. Um, and, you know, I went to this camp and it's uh, like kind of a sleepaway camp. And it was, you know, I could describe it as intense, but there was just so much passion and energy and talking about, you know, the little intangible aspects of sports. You know, I know you are in the, in the soccer world and I'm not quite as tapped in, you know, on that side, but I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, nuances and ways to impact a game that are not scoring. Right. I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people think in basketball, like the only way you can contribute to a team and win is if you're, you know, this scorer, and that's not true. You can play great defense. You can be an unselfish player. You can bring energy, like have good body language. And that's where I really learned from that camp. Okay. I want to make sure that, you know, I'm going to bring this good energy and, be always be striving to give my best I came in to try out just in the best shape out of anyone um, because I just learned that if I want to make the team I have to outwork that and that's that's a self semblance of leadership because you know as I've learned and kind of get transition into the coaching world right I if I'm going to ask a player to do something I have to be I have to model the way first so that was my first real experience of combining basketball and leadership and I actually took a break kind of from coaching in sports for a few my first few years in college you know to figure out who I am and kind of ended back up in it and really just I I worked a, a clinic for PGC basketball for the first time since I was a player and it was really cool to kind of come back and connect and you know continue building on those experiences
0: was coaching something even as a youth and going through that like high school experience was coaching something that was always kind of in the back of your mind as something you'd want to do that's it that's a great question so i love telling the story
1: of between so i also played baseball as well um, growing up and it was a summer baseball game and you know i had just gotten pulled out i was actually pretty mad because i was pitching in this younger you know Actually, he's my buddy now. He actually was just on my podcast recently, which is kind of funny how things come full circle. But um, I was frustrated, and then you know, a couple innings later, I started I cheering on my team, and my buddy like turns to me that that was on my team, and and goes, you know, because they called me Furtado, like Furtado. I want you to coach my son one day, you know, and I was like 15 years old. And I was kind of like the first experience I kind of had with someone like telling me that I would be a good coach. I remember back in eighth grade, um, one of the eighth grade teachers, I actually, he wasn't working, but he was still like an administrator, part of the school. And like a big influence in the school said, like, you have a great feel for the game and like a great understanding. And I think like, I didn't understand what he was saying to me at that point, but like 10 years later down the line, like that along with my buddy saying hey you'd be a great coach you know kind of started putting a couple things together I actually kind of started my I guess coaching experience at at Boys and Girls Club like just being a mentor a youth mentor and you know then you know teaching some kids how to shoot a little bit and, and ran a little program and I ended up taking a class at the university of Oregon and through is like a coaching class. And I just, I loved it. And I was just like, you know, eating it all up and, you know, got into coaching middle school basketball just recreationally and had a mentor actually who I'm going to have on the podcast coming up soon, which I'm really excited to kind of like, you know, get him on the podcast and share his wisdom that he shared with me with others. And so it just kind of was a, a little bit of a process. I, I, was always the one of the more vocal players on a team like uh we got a team awards the three team awards at our high school was mvp most inspirational and most improved and i between baseball and basketball i got most inspirational five times so i kind of always had that uh, energy of like upbringing a team and so i don't think i was directly thinking about coaching but i knew that I had kind of the skills to be like a mentor, and that's why I wanted to go to the boys and girls club, just like mentor route. And then I've figured out you can do that in coaching as well.
0: So you mentioned earlier the the long drive that your dad made um to get you to to the high school experience and what have you. What kind of impact have they had on getting you to the point that you're at now? Um, were they similar to you talking about how I was like kind of a leader always kind of mentoring people or is that something that maybe you've kind of just taken on yourself that's a that's a wonderful question and I love getting the opportunity to share how
1: much my my parents and my grandparents you know have influenced me I think my dad thinking about specifically my dad my dad is Less so, like I'm definitely, I talk way more than my dad. I'm get that from my mom. Um, he's more of like he shows his leadership through you know just action, right? He was, I don't, I probably could count on one hand how many games he missed between basketball and baseball over my entire career, right? He was just always there, he pretty much would do anything for me and my sister, and so just always that's something that I think I learned as a coach that like you have to be like a servant for your players and I think I learned subconsciously like I because he didn't like directly tell me you know Um, and then I also have my mom who's just always been someone who's been like involved in the school board she's involved like you know she had breast cancer and now she's involved in like the breast cancer health project Um, and just and now she's a she was a an accountant for 25 years and then she you know jumped ship and now she's a social worker so she always just had a big heart and I think I learned subconsciously from both of them and also from my grandpa on my mom's side he was always big in uh, gosh Lions Club right you know service and serving and getting back giving back to others right which is I think something that kind of got me going down the Boys and Girls Club path and like wanting to give back in that way and then on my dad's side, his parents are from Portugal, and they immigrated, they have that entrepreneurial kind of spirit, which is where maybe the podcast comes from, and wanting to start the basketball and training, uh, basketball leadership training, you know, business is, you know, just wanting to kind of create something and, you know, have that courage to take that step. So I owe everything to my parents. And to I also say to my grandparents, because they, my parents wouldn't have, you know, been
0: here without my grandparents. So, when you come up with the idea of bridging the impact between basketball and leadership, when you mention that to like your parents and such, what is their kind of response? Are they like, "Yes, go for it?" or are there is there any hesitation on their part? That's a
1: great question. You know, my parents have actually been really supportive of pretty much, you know, my I think my dad, he grew up because his parents were um, immigrants. He grew up like, you know, really poor, like immigrant parents. And, you know, he actually ended up, you know, really working hard and having a successful, you know, construction business. And he's been able again to like, you know, financially and time wise, be able to spend time with me and my sister and take, you know, like I said, take me to eight hour events, you know, eight hour drive. But I mean, there's so many other tournaments that are three to five hours away that, you know, he is so supportive, he wants me to just be happy and love what I do. And I know my mom does as well. They are definitely like big on it. I think, you know, they, they're quite, I guess, quieter than me, you know, like, I think I am a little bit more, um, especially my dad, Uh, my dad's like, you know, almost, I know that they're proud, right? They're proud of what I'm doing. And, you know, they're like, almost not like, where did this come from? But like, you know, like, we wouldn't have had the courage to to you know kind of put ourselves out there on social media that i've been doing for the last few years so they're really proud but that support is honestly what really continues to help drive me and know that i have people in my corner that support me and who I am and just, you know, give me love because it is, it's, you know, as you probably can experience with, you know, starting a podcast, like it can be kind of a, you know, not necessarily lowing but challenging, right. A challenging journey of like, you, you have all these thoughts, like, am I really, am I, should I be spending my time doing something else? And, but having those people in, and especially my parents have been really supportive
0: of it. So you make the decision to kind of build this leadership idea how does one even take a dream and start putting it into like actual steps that you can start building on?
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's a great question. And I will kind of, before I even talk about bridging impact, I actually started with something called better world challenge. Um, I really just want, I was trying to run challenges, like, you know, little, trash pick-me-up challenges, you know, like, let's donate some some socks and underwear to, you know, local organizations, and just trying to challenge people to, like, get active in their community, and I was really working on this during, like, uh, the pan- pandemic, like, early pandemic, when a lot of social issues were going on, and I was really trying to encourage, and so I just kind of started that, and I you know, eventually it kind of formed into something that was called impact with an E because I wanted to really, like I had grad, I graduated from university of Oregon in 2020 and I had a YouTube graduation. I had, I didn't really get the last end of my senior year. And that transition out of college was, was hard for me and was challenging for me because I didn't really know, no, no college student really knows what they want to do. Well, I'm sure a few do, but Not only that, I didn't even know what the state of the world was going to be because I was in a pandemic. So I wanted to build like this um, organization that helps college students transition out, you know, for lack of patience, I would say for the first two kind of, you know, entrepreneurial ventures, I would say I learned that, you know, I was an idea guy, but I think it's not necessarily. I don't want to say it's easy to dream, but it's easier to dream than it is to execute on, you know, the the idea, because, you know, I'm sure as you can attest for the coach's corner, it's probably taken many shapes and forms and, you know, and then it ends up becoming something because you take that consistent action. Um, I was actually like part of one thing that i listen to every day is like i have a calm subscription which is like an app on the iphone and jay shetty was talking about you know when you want to like build a habit or you want to you have a goal you have a goal like just to start with like one little thing and so you know i just started with you know coaching basketball a little bit coaching recreationally now i coach high school and then i'm like wait, I'm actually like really good at this. I, and I enjoy it and there's like a market for it. So like, let's just go for it and just kind of take like one small step at a time.
0: You talked about that idea of kind of taking a risk or putting yourself out there. What was it like when you did finally like put the challenges when you put them out there? Cause you don't know, are people actually going to link in how, how, was it that you could keep being consistent kind of based on maybe not so consistent results? I guess if that makes any sense. How yeah, do you keep, how do you keep plugging away knowing that if you can get it to click, you're doing really good things, but how do you get it out there? How do you get the right people? How do you get people to buy in? How do you consistently just keep putting stuff out? That is that's such a good question. And it's it's a it's a hard question to answer
1: too because I know when I first started, so I even like before I did the Better World Challenge stuff, I started doing like I saw some of my buddies that were from high school. Actually, one of them is the one that I was talking about the younger guy who came in for me in a game. Um, They were posting content online. And I was just like, Oh, this looks cool. You know, I just want to spread a positive message online. And I started doing it. And, you know, I actually had a lot of like, you know, looking back on anxiety over it because, you know, I was a junior in college when I was posting it. And so you're still kind of transitioning out of that high school mode where you want to be cool. You want to fit in. And my roommate started making fun of me and going, you know, for And then I would used to be like, say like, good morning, everyone. Like that was kind of my thing. And, you know, they would, they'd make fun of me like, good morning, you know, and just kind of like banter and go back and forth. And, um i think over the years i've tried to have you know i guess like thicker skin so to speak because people are always going to have kind of an opinion of what you're doing and they're not necessarily going to ag- always agree and i'm i i think the hardest thing is i still have this like i still talk to myself about this like having that internal dialogue is um just having an honest conversation that you don't need to please everyone because I'm naturally a people pleaser. I think that's one of my, like, it's like a skill at one point, you know, cause I can get along with anyone, but at some points, like as, you know, leadership, like I was thinking about this the other day for myself is sometimes I'm, and this is, I've been told before too, I'm too chill. Like, I don't want to like ruffle those feathers. And when you put something out there, like you have that, like in the back of your head that you're like ruffling feathers, but in reality, no one's really thinking about it like whatsoever. They may look and be like, ha ha ha. And then just, you know, scroll to the next thing. So I think it's kind of... A journey. Um, I think I want to touch on, you know, part of the question that you were asked is I actually had like a couple of my friends that helped me out with the Better World Challenge and helped me like be consistent. And so like having a team, and I think that's why I love sports so much is the just the team aspect of things are is what really kind of drives me. And, and I know that when I have people in my corner that are supporting me, that makes a all the difference. Um, so finding, you know, ne- they don't necessarily like I'm I'm not sure like how how you approach it. But for me in bridging impact, I have a buddy actually at home, he, he has a podcast, he's starting a like a lawn care business. And we try and talk every single week. And, you know, in the entrepreneurship world, like it's, can be kind of lonely when you're starting it on your own, but talking to other entrepreneurs, they don't necessarily have to be on your direct team, but they can help you kind of in that pursuit. Cause going at it alone, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's a lot more challenging when you don't have other people in your, in your
0: corner. How, how is it that you can, in those situations, is it a difficult to kind of be vulnerable to be able to say like, Hey, here's some ideas I'm thinking about and to get that feedback from others that are kind of going through it with you or even back in the day when it was a couple of your buddies working with the you know better in the world and all that kind of stuff you know i because i find it as well that you're constantly putting stuff out and you're hoping that people it gets traction or gets likes or views or gets some interaction and and what have you um how easy or not so easy is it to even have someone who's with you supporting you but getting their feedback from them that's a great question i think When I think about that, I think, you know, it's
1: easier for me to like approach because I feel like there needs to be a balance, like, right. I don't want to just surround myself with with the yes, people are always like, Yes, go do this, because you know, sometimes you can go down not necessarily the wrong path, but like, you know, for me in Better World Challenge, when I had people in my corner like, say, good, good, keep going, like realistically wasn't going to ever financially support me in the, in the model that I had done it. And so I had come, had to come to a realization, right? Like you don't just want yes, people telling you, yeah, you can do it, you know, but you do want that some of those people, cause it's hard, it's challenging to do some of those things, you know, having, I think, you know, I'm really lucky that my girlfriend, my partner actually is kind of that realistic person for me to sometimes like, be like, Hey, like, have you thought about it like this? Not necessarily like, that's a dumb idea. Like, don't do it, but it's like, you know, kind of spinning and asking questions. Like, have you thought about it? Like this, I think that's a really important thing to have when you are, you know, a creator. Cause you know, our ideas, you know, in our head, like they seem so good, but then you put it out there and you're like, oh man, no one watch this. You know, and I think one of the things that I've had to learn like as a creator, like thinking about content creation, is I had I really want to create it's it's kind of the balance, and I'm I'm sure you found it like especially on like YouTube Shorts, like you have to find the balance of like posting stuff that people want to see and and like the algorithm shows people, but also like what you're like really passionate about. Like I I my leadership videos just do not do as well on uh you know on any media really actually except for Twitter maybe as much as like, oh, here's how you do this move, boom, shoot. Right. And so like that it's a kind of a challenging balance. And and I talk to my buddy up up north about that all the time. And we're just like, okay, maybe when we grow, we build that relationship, then we can kind of like sneak in, you know, some of our philosophy and what we really believe about leadership into the
0: basketball world. When you look back at the better world experience, what were what were some of the things that that worked? And what were some of the things that didn't work like project wise, or maybe if you look back, maybe you would have done something different.
1: Yeah. I mean, actually, I think one of the things that was working well was actually my, my podcast was, you know, doing actually pretty good numbers, but so I, I, at first I started with um, what I was doing for the podcast was I was interviewing like I chose a topic and I remember like wildfires were a big thing in or because I was in Oregon at the time um, and I chose like three different people to interview and I kind of like segmented them all and I got a ton of views and listens at the time and this is like before podcasts exploded too and. Um, eventually I kind of moved to just interviewing one person at a time and I was like whoa why are my views and listens going so down but it's because I was only interviewing one person so you know because at that point right I didn't really have a uh, following really you know so I just relied on the people and I don't think I really made the connection to you know The episodes and number of downloads until I realized like six months after I stopped doing it like whoa that I got less views on these because I only interviewed one person and I was just so impatient at the time I was like why are the views dropping and so actually I that's one of the reasons Bridging Impact started as a podcast and then I realized I can you know really do this as a coach and you know it started as I really just wanted to pass like leadership and wisdom on to like you know after school instructors and and coaches you know people that work with youth so we can you know pass leadership on to youth and it's kind of expanded since then and just being talking about like the impact of sports and to go back to your question like one of the things that I don't think worked was like I I think you have to ask yourself like if it's a creative project is it Do you want it to be, you know, a side hustle? Do you want it to be your full-time income or is it just fun? Because I think knowing which bucket it is will help you understand and, you know, create the right business model. Because it's just a hobby. Like you can just do this, we can just slap it on do for fun. But if we want to grow, we want to make it our, you know, sustainable business, we have to try and find a business plan for it to, you know, eventually support us and then to be patient because that's something that that's actually my word of the year for 2023. It's um, just patience. And I think, you know, being a part of, you know, since I'm, I'm still, I'm generation Z. I'm one of the older ones. I still, I kind of consider myself a millennial, but I grew up around a phone and, you know, I want that. It's that instant gratification, you know, the, the microwave society, whatever you want to call it. Um, I just want, I I just want to be like, Oh, successful. Like, look at that, that, business is so good look how he's got a million you know followers and downloads and you know and so I'm just trying to like really enjoy the like process of it and like the everyday like I enjoy coaching my freshman and sophomore and it's okay that I'm not coaching varsity like and just kind of you know enjoying the moment
0: you mentioned about like figuring out if you want to do it as a hobby or going all in and all that and then you mentioned the coaching is there one that you like better than the other do you like being co- into coaching is coaching, maybe at the, maybe a varsity coach or a head coach. Is that something that you are looking toward doing and then letting the building impact kind of mission kind of continue, just kind of organically grow? Or are you, are you 50, 50, I guess is maybe the question.
1: Yeah. So what I'm hoping is actually to build bridging in that basketball training, you know, company and be able to do that alongside being a varsity coach. My, my actually like My number one would be to do bridging impact first because I want to create that like full-time sustainable income for myself. I'm not in a rush to become a varsity basketball coach, but I would, I do have aspirations of being that one day. And I, number one, I know that I, at least I wouldn't be ready for a bigger program, maybe like a smaller program, but there's a, you know, right now I am in a fortunate, fortunate situation where pretty much all I'm doing is coaching. I'm not really doing the administration work that the JV and varsity coach does. And um, there's a lot that goes into that. So I am, you know, kind of enjoying the process of that. I'm not as much in a hurry, but I do, you know, I want to, I know like I'm really good with working with groups right now. I'm doing more a little bit more private training just because I don't have as many, you know, I guess necessarily connections and gym space, but I know that I want to build, like, I want to do a lot of clinics and camps and, you know, impact and affect people in that way, because I just, I I like chaos, you know, like I'm not as big of like a small groups and stuff. Like I get excited because I love just working with athletes, but what, like, I really love doing is team building and like creating an experience for people, for a team of people.
0: You kind of mentioned trying to get, you know, into spaces and get started? What, mm. what steps have you taken? Like, what has worked for you? Or what are you hoping to accomplish so you can get those small groups together um, and start kind of building that momentum?
1: So I actually just joined a course. It's a sports accelerator course. And if anyone's interested at the end, when I give out my information, you can, you know, ask me about that. But I really, I I had to realize that I, if I wanted to do this, you know, sooner than later, like I paid a certain amount of money, you know, to join this course and, and, learn how to do just like the techniques of how to do it. I also call my mentor who I've had on the podcast before um, and he has a successful basketball and training business from where I, you know, I, where I grew up. And so just kind of talking to other people and I actually just interviewed someone today who just did it, bef- you know, does it in, in Massachusetts. And so the ability to like contact and ask people like, how do you do it? And, and like, you know, pay for courses and learnings. Like I'm still really early on. So I don't want to like give out, false information or anything but what is really challenging actually in Los Angeles to like find gym space because right now I'm like at the point where I'm like you know because it financially has to make sense since I want this to be you know my income right I don't want to rent space and then not be able to cover it and just be losing money. So I'm kind of in like this interesting ebb and flow of I am creating a spreadsheet actually right now, and I'm going to make some calls over the next few weeks. And just to get rates, you know, not necessarily be like right now, just to understand what the rates are and hey, maybe, it, you know, because I'm thinking about calling like a boys and girls club that's close to the high school because there, there's some connections there. Like, hey, can I come in and do a free clinic or a free program for you all if I can use the gym on the weekend? Or something and try and create win win situations is that's kind of my next plan. And actually, I'm at the point where I'm so early that I want to. One of the things I want to do is just like do free clinics and free plans and go do some things for you know AA teams. Hey, let's do a 20 30 minute shooting workout and then I'll give them back to y'all. Or you know, just trying to get my name out there and grow that way and then create win win solutions for gyms. Um, it's going to be a process, I think. I'm going to get I'm going to have to be able to learn to get told no, right. Or like that, that's way out of my price range. Like I can't even think about that. So it's going to be a process.
0: The idea of like can, being a continuous learner, has mm-hmm. that always been something that's been part of your personality? Like as you were growing up in school, were you one of those just kind of, even when you left, you're like, man, I want to check more out. And you talked about having a phone your entire life. So is that Google been like one of your best friends, even not just now as you're building toward like, building your business and all that type of stuff and learning about coaching and all those, um, has that part of you been something that's just been there since day one. I think that I would say that that learner comes from like the
1: entrepreneurial spirit and on my, um, uh, dad side and the uh, like curiosity from my mom's side because actually school I was I was like a B student like a BA student I wasn't you know like I wasn't like enthralled with with school however I loved you know like I ate up you know um, just like basketball content and strength and conditioning content in high school and like that's what I really what was pursuing and learning more about and actually uh, I got my like personal certification Uh, fitness certification instructor certification after I graduated like I was just like I loved it so when I love something I will like kind of have that curiosity and let it drive me and want to learn I've you know for better or for worse, if I'm not interested in it, I, I kind of just like, oh, whatever, I'll just kind of like skate through. Um, so I'm not like always, I try and like divvy up my energy and give my energy to what I really love. And again, for better or for worse, you know, sometimes I maybe, you know, half butt a job that I should have done better on because I just wasn't interested in. Um, but needless to say, I have a funny story. So when I was, I think, oh shoot, it must've been in between my senior year of high school and my first year of college. I went to like a, a music festival, Reggae on the River, And one of the books I was reading at the time, like after, you know, a night of going out, right, I'm reading the book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People while I'm at a music festival, you know, and I got my mom, one of my buddies being like, yo, my mom read that, you know, and so I've kind of always been weird about that, you know, I started like kind of really getting into the you know, the personal development world that at kind of a a younger age, like I think my senior year of high school, because I had probably gotten there from, you know, different, like, you know, basketball training videos, or, you know, strength and condition videos, whichever I was watching when I was a little bit, you know, in, in high school. And so that drive kind of kept going. I think one of the another cool story about learning. I think one of the first books I ever read um, was The Growth Mindset by Carol Dweck, uh, the Stanford professor. Um, I was reading that towards the end of my senior year and the end of my senior year was baseball season. And so in baseball season, I remember, um, you know, I It was a semifinals game. We were down one to nothing and there was a runner on third base, uh, and there was two outs and I was coming to the plate and like on the, uh, on deck right on deck I was like talking to myself like from what I had been learning in the book like the growth mindset like you can do this and I I don't remember exactly what I said but let's just say I said you can do this and I ended up tying tying the game and then kind of coming around and scoring the winning run and so I think that that click of like okay I read this growth mindset book I see some success in a game like I think I can continue building on this and you know even when I'm done with sports which I only played you know basketball baseball in high school
0: Schooled. you mentioned being passionate and then when you are you're all in um is there part of you that worries that maybe the nine to five might be the fit or are you one of those it's like look i'm going this is my dream i've got a plan i'm gonna keep working at it and and get at i guess maybe at what point does does one become like question whether or not this is the right uh, direction to go Yeah, that's a that's a great
1: question. And I think it's a I have a lot of conversations with myself. Um, I try and I journal every night and trying to, you know, one of the things that I actually reflected on in 2022 that I don't think I did very well towards the end of the year actually is like having like actual like Honest conversations because sometimes I'll just be like, go through the motions, like, good job. Let's just do one more step forward, you know, like, you know, s- certain things like that. When I think sometimes you have to like ask yourself some of the challenging questions, like, is this worth it? Is this the route that you really want to go? Or is this kind of your ego pulling you here? And I, you know, to answer the first part of your question, I see myself creating that nine to five for myself, um, whatever that ends up looking like. Uh, I just like, I've always kind of been, uh, you know, enamored with the, you know, kind of entrepreneurial world since I've kind of come in. And part of it is definitely, you know, my dad is an entrepreneur, he started his own construction business. And I just love the idea of creating income for myself. And I want to eventually be able to travel and create schedule. It's just, I, you know, that's something that I really want. However, I do know, like my backup plan that I'm like, I'm excited about if it doesn't work out is like to become a, a teacher and a coach. Cause like, that's something that I, I still love working with youth. And if it doesn't end up working out for me as a business owner, like that's a life I could see myself living and being happy. in. so like, I feel like I'm winning right now. I'm actually like, how I do it is I'm a substitute teacher right now. So I can kind of have that flexibility. Like I'm still, I guess I'm still a teacher coach and like also, you know, working on the entrepreneurial
0: side. You mentioned parents, grandparents being super supportive, kind of inspirational in a way. Uh, And then you mentioned that there's a girlfriend in the mix. How how does she fit into all of this? Is she one of your cheerleaders, kind of bouncing ideas off of her? What is her take? And maybe does she have similar kind of style or is she kind of an opposite, you know, kind of a yin yang to kind of like opposite to track kind of thing? Oh, it's
1: definitely a yin yang. Um, I think one thing, you know, that I I love about my parents is they're super supportive, but I don't think they always necessarily challenge me. And like, if they didn't think it was a good idea, I don't know if they would tell me, but she'll tell me, you know, so I think I've I've been challenged. And I think, obviously, you know, don't need to go too much into those into those details. But you know, that challenge has made me a so much better person. Like, way better coach, you know, I, cause at first as a coach, I just wanted to make people happy. Let's just have fun and play sports. And when you get to high school, right. That's not necessarily like, I want my, you know, athletes to be great in, in not only in, on, on the court and respect me, but I would need them to respect their teachers. And, and, you know, so you kind of have to be on them a little bit and, you know, have that accountability aspect that I may not that may, you know, my parents did something, you know, really great, but the accountability aspect may not have, you know, been there quite as much. And so that's a big role that she has filled for me. And so, but she's still like super supportive. I'm not going to sit here and say that she's like, don't do this. Don't do that. It's just like, you know, giving that like honest, truthful feedback, but she still like has came to, you know, sessions of mine and done filming and got pictures for website. And so like, Um, she's like, you know, one of the things that we want to help support, you know, each other this year is, so she's actually in the like cinema industry and like the film industry. And so we want to start, you know, being better about, you know, supporting each other's projects, you know, her helping me out with content and I'm helping her, you know, bounce different ideas off, you know, she's going to finish grad school. So I'll probably, you know, look over her resume and just really kind of being supportive for both of each other. But I would definitely say it's a yin yang situation of she, she's definitely not a cheerleader, but she
0: also is supportive at the same time. So you've mentioned the idea of blending sports with leadership what does that even look like? like people hear it and a thousand things come in their mind like what are some of maybe like topics you look at or what how do you role model that how do you make that uh like how do you bridge impact
1: yeah i think the first thing that comes to mind is exactly what you said it's role model it and i think i want to really help I think when I think of leadership, because there's a ton of different leadership styles and there's not one that's right and and super effective. And one of the things I really want to help through Bridging Impact is help, you know, young athletes and young people develop and cultivate awareness of, who they are, like, what are their, what are their goals? What are their styles, right? Are they a leader who is going to lead by example? Or they, you know, a little bit more of like a rah-rah type like myself, like who, you know, kind of get the team inspired and just helping them figure out how to contribute to a team. Like, that's my biggest thing that I feel like a lot of young athletes, young basketball players. And I'm, again, I'm not sure what it's like in the, in the soccer world, but I know in basketball, a lot of times it's like, trainers just work on crazy moves and, you know, get into the hoop and trying to, you know, basically score. I want to teach people how to contribute to a team in multiple facets of ways. You know, how can you, you know, encourage your teammates? So like a session of bridging impact will be, you know, you'll see a bunch of high fives, you'll see, you know, high energy, you know, and collapse and body language is a big thing, right? If you miss a shot, if your teammate makes a mistake, how do you respond? You know, those little things that, make or break a team. Like it really does. Like I'm watching, you know, a couple of other teams go through some, you know, challenges and I'm having, you know, players come up to me and are like, coach, you, your team is so like tapped in. You guys love each other. Like, you know, our team is a little toxic and I won't talk about what team that is, but just really getting people to have that chemistry. And I really en- encourage conversation. I think at the end of practice, like if you are frustrated with someone, let's, let's have a conversation. I don't want to shy away from it, you know, because at the end of the day, like I think one of the things that I'm you know, going back to what my girlfriend has kind of taught me is like, you can have those disagreements and still, you know, be a family, be a team and you don't even have to like the person on your team, but as long as you just respect them. Right. And so just kind of, you know, a mix of keeping it real and encouragement and body language and just doing the little things um, with joy as well. I I really believe makes a huge difference for teams.
0: I love the idea of of the bridging impact kind of mission and the whole style, even the better the world type of thing that you are doing. If someone's interested and wants to like connect or find out more about Bridging Impact or just connect with you, what are some of the best ways they can go about doing that?
1: Yeah, the best way I would say is you can DM me on on Twitter or Instagram both are Coach Furtado with double O. Um, and then I'll give you my email from there. Um, and or or number, depending on what you want. I'd love to, you know, get on the phone and have conversations. And if you know, if you're a parent in Los Angeles, and your kids interested, like I would love to, you know, talk to you about the program. But really, I know long term, like I do want to have a coaching aspect of the program that teaches how to bridge the impact. But I got to you know, I don't know about you, but for me, like I have to learn how to focus and like do like one thing at a time. So I will get there one day. But um, if you want to have a conversation, I'm always down to have a conversation with coaches about, you know, basketball, you know, coaching, like I, you know, we, we just talk coaching and, you know, soccer coach, basketball coach, it doesn't matter. Um, I just love, you know, talking about how we can impact the youth. So, you know, either way would be a great way to contact
0: me. This chat has been awesome. Uh, I love the idea and I'm super excited to kind of watch your journey as my journey continues to grow and evolve. I'll shut this thing down. This is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats with Justin Furtado and I'm out. Peace. Peace. What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at CoachesLet'sChat. Hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.